Persons of Interest, a podcast featuring interviews with interesting people doing interesting things, diving into careers, personal stories, life lessons, and more. Here's your host, Derek Dockett. I am excited to welcome a guest to the podcast that recently is been named to a new position within the St. Louis Cardinals organization. He's going to be joining the Peoria Chiefs as the hitting coach. He is also, like myself, a former, not former, but we are Missouri State alums. You're not a former alum, of course, once you get the degree. I'm speaking of Joey Hawkins, probably the most prolific bunter in the history of Missouri State baseball, I think. Is it is that a safe acclamation to, to throw on you? It's pretty safe. Uh, I definitely racked up a few sack bunts in my career, so, but it was a lot of fun while I did it. Thanks for hopping on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I guess first up, what have you been up to lately? How, what's been the routine for you, pandemic notwithstanding, but just what have you just been up to? Yeah, so I think if we backtrack a little bit here and into 2020, we had a little a little league at the Car Shield Field yeah. in, in St. Louis area. So it's like a college league with some pro guys playing in it. So I actually coached in that league for a little bit while we were waiting to see what happened with minor league baseball. So I did that. I got to actually coach a couple former teammates in Jake Berger and Tate Matheny. But then I was asked to go to our alternate site in Springfield, Missouri at Hammonds Field with the Cardinals. So I coached the hitters down there for the last two months of the year and got to finish up and actually be at Bush for the last week of the season, which was pretty cool. And then, yeah, went into the off season and my wife and I, we had our first baby. We had a baby girl in uh, early November and I've just been tackling the dad life and uh, enjoying my off season as of late. How's uh, dad life treating you so far? Hey, it's good. I got to take it one day at a time. I, I'm joining that club uh, we're expecting in March, so it's fast approaching for us. We may have to hit you up for tweets on advice on, yeah. on how to take it day I, by day. I don't know if I got, <laughs> if I got all the advice, but uh, I can definitely give you a little bit. Nice. Let's go back in history a little bit because I first met you, followed you, knew about your career when you're at Missouri State. And when I was working at the Missouri Valley Conference, Missouri State, obviously a rich baseball tradition and history. Keith Gutton still coaching to this day, longtime Missouri State baseball coach following after Bill Rowe down there. Great success. You guys had an awesome run. You on the team with guys like Matt Hall, John Harris, Jake Berger, you named it. Some of those guys were your teammates and you guys had a great amount of success, but what led you to even joining Missouri State, to going to school at Missouri State and joining that, that program? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in just outside Toronto, Ontario, and I played for a travel program called the Ontario Blue Jays, and we just we spent a lot of time on the road down in the U.S. playing in tournaments, and we were actually able to play a Division One schedule in the fall. So I had an opportunity to play against Missouri State when I was a high school player, which is pretty unique, and then playing in various tournaments caught the eye of Coach Evans and Coach Thomas 
and they eventually recruited me along with Coach Gutton, and I just fell in love with just a combination of like beautiful facilities. You mentioned rich tradition, but one thing that I really enjoyed was the continuity on the coaching staff. There's a lot of movement in college athletics, and to see them stay in one place and build it up, that meant a lot to me and my parents, too. They were sending their kid off you know, into a different country far away. It was a great run while we were there and an incredible time. I still consider Springfield my, my second home, pretty much. And you guys, obviously, as part of the Cardinals affiliation, you've been able to get back here and there, I imagine, and, and even as an alum, how what's that been post-graduate to, to go back and knowing you've had success and you're one of the guys that current players can look to and say, man, this guy's been through minors, this guy's now coaching, been doing some of the advice, things like that with current players? Yeah, I think the first part of your question going back is it's always mixed uh, emotions. You miss the college life, the Missouri State Fair life. It was such a fun time for all of us. We had such a tight-knit group. So whenever we get together back in Springfield, we enjoy it. We love reminiscing and telling stories. It's crazy that it's over five years now from when we had that historic run. But yeah, I think as far as like players looking at, you know, myself or any of our guys that came through the program at that time, I think the advice we try to give them is just that you have an opportunity and it really the the beautiful part about what Coach Gutton does there is it's your opportunity and it's your ball club and if you can take advantage of it, you might have an opportunity to play professionally. But if you don't it's gonna lead to the great things in life if you take advantage of the team portion of being a Missouri State baseball player and just being an alumni is such an awesome feeling now we're so well connected across different years. What's one sort of memory that stands out for for you from that run? I know you guys created a lot of memories, but I'm curious from your standpoint, just one that when someone asks you about your time at Missouri State, the first thing that just pops in your head. Yeah, we had so many great things happen that year. Just from like us be bonding together and, and getting so close to just ridiculous winning streaks, being ranked nationally for such a long portion of the year, hosting regional, national seed, playing on ESPN. There's so many great moments, but the one that always that I always remember and I, I tend to tell people and fans about is just when we hosted that regional. We played a day game, and it was a beautiful, sunny day in Springfield. And I remember walking out of the clubhouse, and all you could hear was that stadium buzz. You heard people filing in. You heard the ticket buzzers going off. And then leading up to the national anthem, there was was anxiety. There was nervousness. But I just remember the crowd and how loud they were when they announced all of us and then specifically G. I don't know. It felt like we... We just accomplished what we set out to do. And I think looking as a coach now, when you're trying to build something, for me, I think that was a moment for G's career where it was kind of like, wow, we, we did it. We hosted an NCAA regional in our own ballpark, and, and we pretty much sold out the ballpark. Yeah, that was pretty special stuff and an awesome weekend to definitely watch being featured on national television and the success, just all parts of it. It's the stars aligned for you guys in a big way. When you, during your time at Missouri State, obviously the Valley was, man, it, baseball has always been 
a, a top level, top tier sport in terms of competition. Baseball in the Valley historically has just always been that way. You guys had great battles with teams like Dallas Baptist and so on. Playing against that competition, any team stand out, your experience against other players, for you, just uh, what do you look back at against the, the guys that you played against during your college career, specifically in, the, in, in league play? Yeah, I think you, you mentioned it. Like, the Missouri Valley is such – it really is a hot spot for baseball, and it still is, and it has been for a while. I think what's unique about my specific class that came through – was we got a chance to experience the, the Creighton and the Wichita State rivalry of the Missouri Valley. Like, obviously, in basketball, it's huge. But even in baseball, it was a tense rivalry. You know, you think about Gene Stevenson and Coach Gutton going at it for 30-plus years. So getting the chance to experience that was really cool. And they always had a lot of good players, both those clubs. But then we got also to experience when Dallas Baptist entered the conference and you're talking about a really respectable program that's extremely well ran by by Dan Heepner and you got guys that are rolling out throwing 95 like left and right so specific players my what I tend to tell people is there was you know a lot of talent on those teams but the crazy part too is the teams like Evansville that just topped out players like Kyle Freeland yeah. went the first round and then Indiana State who had Sean Manea and there's just it always felt like there was a first rounder coming out or a top three rounder um, out of that conference. That's always special. I always enjoy telling those stories. Yeah, that's definitely a, a mark pride. Can't forget about Jake. For, forget about Berger too. Definitely a early round, oh, yeah, first exactly. rounder going. Just the talent speaks for itself. So 2015. Yeah. We touched on just your guys' run, but the season comes to an end. You get drafted, and you get drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals of all teams. Did you, what were your expectations? Did you, I have no idea what the experience is like for a college baseball player to be draft eligible and go through that whole experience. What was that like? What's that process like? And walk us through when you find out you're drafted and what the next steps were. Yeah, it's a little different in baseball. You have the opportunity to get drafted as a junior, which I didn't get that opportunity. And But I knew going into my senior year that it was going to be my last year as a Missouri State Bear, which was tough enough. But it also could have been my last year playing baseball. So I just wanted to go out with a bang, and I wasn't the only one that felt like that. Our senior class was, was all very similar. We wanted to go out. Uh, with a bang, we knew we had talent. So really our focus that year was just trying to build our team up. We had so many good juniors that year that were drafted, Matt Hall, John Harris, Tay Bazzini, and then a combination of really good freshmen and sophomores, Jake Berger and Spencer Johnson. So it was like, how can we get everyone on the same page where age doesn't matter? And we did that. And then I think ultimately, for me personally, I knew that if I'm playing with all those really good draft-eligible juniors, there's going to be people coming out and watching them. And if you came to our games, there was pretty much 20 to 30 teams watching John Harris, Matt Hall, and David Zini every weekend. So what a great opportunity for a player like me who's going to be playing shortstop every day. So I, that was my approach. I just tried to be a really good team player, play hard, help my team win. And I felt like if I had a decent year, I'd have a, I'd have a shot to go. I know going into the draft, anything was possible. I was talking to a handful of teams and Cardinals were one of them. I was super lucky. It's such a great organization with a ton of tradition and just great people. So 
unfortunate to still be involved in that organization, but also a chance to play was pretty special. 2015, I, I pulled it up. So, the, the, of course, the Bears won the league that year, won the conference tournament. Pitcher of the year was John Harris. You mentioned him. Freshman of the year was Jake Berger. Coach of the year was G. Everyone calls him G, Keith Gutton. But the defensive player of the year, that was you. So you obviously made the, the most of of that year, getting the attention, showing off the glove skills, and that obviously helped in that draft and, and everything there. So did you have expectations on you know the draft itself of knowing – you said the Cardinals, you knew there was interest, but – there isn't like a sit by the phone kind of thing is there is it just I have no idea that's the most intriguing thing to me because you know drafts on TV and people think that's how it is when reality baseball the draft is a long it's a grind it hits multiple days and it when they do it on MLB Network for the first day or the first night but it it goes downward to being an online stream where they broadcast on a conference call pretty much in the late in the, in the towards the end of the rounds are you getting word that you being you, you were selected and did you you know have any sort of expectations whatsoever so had expectations to go okay. um, or at least sign a free agent deal but what, what's funny about it is after the first 10 rounds it goes to basically just like an online yeah format and you just wait to hear your name and i was my wife now she's my girlfriend at the time we were listening to it and it was getting late in the draft and I was getting down and what's funny is two things that happened one you needed to hear for me I got drafted a high school so I needed to hear before they said my name redraft ID number and then they would say a number and then they would follow it up with my name but what actually happened was in I think the 36th round the Cardinals drafted uh, a pitcher with the last name Hawkins Oh. Like we flinched in round 36 thinking that it was me and then it wasn't. And then we heard that like redraft ID number and then my name popped up in the 40th round. So it was stressful. I just enjoy it. Yeah. You realize that you get an opportunity and it's time to go. And and go you did. I've heard stories that the minor league life is not the easiest. What's the best way you can describe your time in the minors? Yeah, I think most guys, just, they remember me as like the grinder type guy. I went in with the mindset of trying to be a good teammate again. I knew I wasn't going to be like an everyday player. I knew if I ever made it to the big leagues, it was going to have to be in a utility role, guy that could do anything, play any position, be a sponge and soak stuff up, help teammates. I was 22 at the time and playing with guys that got drafted out of high school that were 18, never got to go to college, playing with guys that came over from Latin America that couldn't speak English. So just trying to be a good role model to those guys. I didn't have a great career statistically, but I felt like the Cardinals always trusted me. They threw me into double A at one point just to fill in and play some defense. And so I played across five different levels. I was always the new guy in the locker room and I got a lot of stories from it. And it was, that was a lot of fun. Obviously not a challenge here because you've now turned that into still being within the organization as a coach, but I had no idea you played across all those different levels. That's You said that's eye-opening to me because I can imagine. I try to relate that to the real world, no, quote-unquote real world of job, but no one's bouncing from job to job, and you're going from within the same company, but I guess department to department to department. Do you ever struggle making relationships or any of that come um, to mind? 
I think I uh, the quality I have in my life is that I'm good at building relationships. Yeah. And I'm friendly and I'm personable, so I think that always helped me. You know, the crazy story from from my last year was like, I think in the month of August, I I went from like Johnson City to, to Springfield, and then we hopped on a road trip down to. Frisco, Texas, and then Med- Midland, Texas, and then I got sent down to State College, which was Able in Pennsylvania, and I flew to Cleveland My goodness. to meet them on the road, and then bus back to Pennsylvania, and then I got sent back to Johnson City and had to meet them on the road, and then we went on a playoff run, and we went and we won the whole league that year which was really fun but my suitcase never caught up to me so wow. i was living out of a little uh, duffel bag with about three outfits so my laundry was uh, pretty consistent <laughs> that is yeah legit grind i can't imagine i can't imagine like <laughs> doing that that is wild so what yeah it was pretty fun did you know that you were you had a future in coaching was was coaching something you always wanted to do Yeah, so I think growing up in the Ontario Blue Jays organization, we spent a lot of time in our indoor facility, and I always loved creativity when it came to our practices. So that was when it, like, first caught my eye, and then I always loved leadership as a student athlete, especially when I got to college. I got to take a leadership class at Missouri State, but then obviously just playing under Coach Gutton, Mm -hmm. Coach Evans, Coach Thomas, Coach Thompson, all those guys. You learn a lot of different leadership styles. And then I had the opportunity to be a a captain for two years. So for me, it started coming naturally, the leadership stuff. I enjoyed like being the player that could could help guys out, whether it was on the infield or in the dugout and just being like a positive voice. When I was in the Cardinals system, I just tried to learn from our managers and coaches. Chris Swagger, who played a bunch of years in Springfield for the Cardinals there, was my manager one year, and he really took me under his wing. And actually on the same staff now in Peoria, so full circle. But, um, yeah, I knew later on in my playing career that I wanted to definitely coach. And when I got done playing and got released, I hopped right into it. Nice, nice. So I saw you this summer, ran into that. That's why I reconnected. You mentioned earlier in our conversation about the Car Shield Collegiate League, which popped up partly due to the pandemic. Some of the summer leagues not going the way they traditionally want to, but here in O'Fallon, Missouri, the league popping up with a lot of good college talent, high school talent playing, and you were leading one of the squads. What was that experience like? You talked about being around some of the other Missouri State guys that were also either playing or also coaching in it as well. Uh, Different sort of atmosphere, but I I gather you probably took away some good experiences from that as well, being able to, like you talked about that leadership thing, being able to lend lend your advice to some to to some young ears yeah it was a great opportunity we were able to play 30 games safely obviously we were in the middle of the pandemic so we didn't get to do like much practicing or anything like that so i just told the guys the team that i was managing before we before we started the season was basically i'm just going to coach off of how we play in games and take advantage of this opportunity because a lot of kids don't get to play baseball this summer and it worked out well it was good for me too like learning how to manage a game and a bullpen and pitch counts and stuff like that and we had a wide variety of players we had spencer nivens and eric loomis who were missouri state commits they weren't even on campus yet we had college players like Jimmy Overtop, who's a St. Louis kid who's at Michigan. And then we also had, like I said earlier, Tate Nadini and 
Jake Berger, who are upper-level minor league players, um, were playing in the league, getting out of bat. It was a lot of fun for me. I had to manage some different personalities, and that was a good experience. Who did you have? Did you, I was going to ask that. You said talk about managing personalities. Did you have a clubhouse knucklehead that you had to keep in line, even though it's a short summer season? But anybody cause you any headaches that you had to say, "Come on, let's figure this out." Yeah. <laughs> No, no headaches. Honestly, we had a fun group, and they played hard for me, which was yeah. which was what I preached. I'm a big believer in you can always control your effort and your attitude. Yeah. And I say that to really any group of players that I coach, and they did a good job of that. So I really enjoyed it, and I told them if they played hard and had a good attitude, I, I would reach out to their college coaches and, and let them know that they had a good summer. I think we did that, and it was a lot of fun. And here you are now, where the Cardinals, about four days ago, sent out a tweet, I guess, from the Cardinals player development Twitter account, but they announced minor league coaching staff and Peoria, the Class A affiliate of the Cardinals, you will be the hitting coach. Your initial thought, your reaction, excitement, being able to continue coaching and with this pretty significant role, I got to imagine, you, you mentioned you've come full circle with being with Chris, who will be the manager of the Peoria team, but you're still within the organization. Obviously, they've taken notice. You've got this opportunity to continue coaching and make it more of an impact but your initial reaction of finding out you've got this gig for the upcoming season. Yeah, no, really excited. Close to home, which is nice. So I'll be able to see my family a lot more. Excited. It's going to be a good level. Peoria used to be low A, but they flipped it, and now it's high A. So uh, the talent level is going to be really good, especially after working at the alternate site this summer where we had a wide range of young 18-year-old prospects all the way up to major league players. So I got a really good experience there learning how to coach different ages, and I think that's a perfect level for me this year, and I'm really excited to learn under Chris, and our job is to make players better and get them to St. Louis. So I think we're going to have a good system in place there, and we're going to see a lot of good talent come through Peoria. How important do you think your ability to create relationships, not only with your players, but with other coaches how important has that been vital not only like I said for players and on the field but also your personal development as you try to advance your career yeah it's important the most important thing is with the players like you said but obviously selfishly we we're all in this game for a reason it puts food on our table we're competitive we have goals we all have individual goals like you said like networking and building relationships is huge i'm fortunate enough to have a really good relationship with a lot of members of our major league staff it's all about when you have opportunity to meet someone with a ton of knowledge in the game you make sure you shake their hand and you remember their name and, and you try and keep in touch with them if you could go back or pick up the phone and ask anybody right now for advice as you prep for the 2021 season, who'd you call and what would you ask them? I think if there's anybody, there's a lot of really good coaches that have come through the game of baseball. And But something that I enjoy is I enjoy studying coaches from other sports. Okay. You know, I think it's really cool with, what coaches like Bill Belichick have done or Nick Saban, John Wooden in basketball. So I think having a conversation with any of those guys, if I had one free call, would be pretty special. But you know, I still have a tight-knit, tight-knit circle of 
of guys I reach out to and coach Gutton and coach Evans are on that list. I talk to them virtually every other week. It feels like, and I'm always picking their brains for career stuff, but also just how to coach players and how to make them better. Bouncing ideas off them is is something I always enjoy. I failed to uh, mention and shame on me, but of course, as the Missouri state guy, I love to, to, shine the spotlight on the Missouri State stuff. But of course, you also spent time as an assistant coach with St. Louis University too. Another another way to build relationships, get that experience. What was that like? Because Sluice had a pretty good run at baseball in recent years as well. Their staff has been really good. How was that experience for you as well, working at SLU? Yeah, really good for me. I got released in 17 and I, I actually, my first job I took was with Jefferson College and I spent the summer recruiting and actually got to know their the staff at SLU really well, uh, Darren Hendrickson and uh, Will Bradley. And they had a full-time opening right around Labor Day and I was fortunate enough to interview with Darren and, and Will and then the AD, Chris May and was lucky enough to get that job, my first full-time job in baseball. And it was awesome. And learning how to evaluate players, build a system, coach hitters. Darren trusted me enough to coach third base, which was a really big learning curve for me. And then they have a lot of tradition there, too. They've won a lot. They've been to a lot of regionals. And we were fortunate to go to one that year in 2018, where we actually played Missouri State, which was just pretty crazy. Yeah. So that was a good a good first full-time job for me that really springboarded uh, my career. Did you say, all right, while you were coaching third? I did have some G tendencies while I was over there. I say that, and that might be an inside joke to folks that either when they sit at Hammonds Field, they hear G or folks that know, but, and he will gladly tell people as he typically did when I was sitting in coaches meetings in Albuquerque at the Valley that I took his, when he taught his baseball theory class, I took that class. I got an A. That's my claim to fame with G. He loves to yeah. show, show that off. And my short time working in sports that, yes, I took sport, a sports class and got an A in it and he taught it. I have a, a knock for the game. <laughs> Yeah, I think if there's one thing you can take away as a coach uh, that you could learn from Coach Gutton, it's try and have a voice like him. <laughs> that thing projects like crazy, and if you need to get some players' attention, it works. 100%. 100%. Joey, I appreciate your time, man. This has been fun. Thanks for going back in time with me. I hope the folks will take time to follow the Peoria Chiefs this spring and summer. Hopefully we will have a season, regardless of the fans or not, but you get the experience of uh, coaching hitters there and and working in the Cardinals organization. Follow the Peoria Chiefs on Twitter. Follow you. I know you don't tweet a whole lot, but every once in a while you hop on there and share stuff. J underscore Hawk 12. And uh, wish you nothing but the best, man. Keep it going. And who knows, maybe one day we find you managing a major league team in the future. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Always good to connect with uh, fellow Missouri State alum, and it was a great conversation, and all the best to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Persons of Interest. This podcast is a personal project with the goal of sharing stories that might inspire others to create their own path. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a guest suggestion, you can reach Derek on Twitter at bdocket. This has been Persons of Interest. Thank you.